Dodgers tickets, Lakers tickets, and Phantom of the Opera tickets. Phantom of the Opera? Yeah, it's theater, man. You ever been to the theater? Hey, what the hell wrong with you? Ain't nobody give a damn about no Phantom of the Opera? Hey, Franklin, there's money in culture. Man, let me tell you something, Roland. Black people don't want to see that shit. Now, I told you to give me some good shit, like Luther Vandross tickets or something. Luther Vandross is not culture. Fuck culture! Give me some good shit, man. People complaining about these fucked up tickets. You making me look bad, man. Greetings, sports world. Welcome to Family Feud Sports, where two lifelong sports journalists, also father and son, intensely debate the week's hottest sports news. I am your host, Chris Dell. With me is the legend himself, Mr. Sports Extraordinaire, Mr. Alan Dell. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Great to be with you. <laughs> He's high. Ready to continue talking hoops. Ready to finally start talking some pigskin. Omaha! We wanted to jump right into it, uh, into the latest news with the NBA and Doc Rivers uh, with the Los Angeles Clippers being removed from his front office duties so he can focus more on his quote-unquote coaching duties. Yeah, hell on, Felicia. A lot of changes to come. It's, uh, obviously, they're invested in Griffin, but what are your thoughts on Doc Rivers moving down? Does this affect the rest of the NBA? Well, I, I think it's a long time coming. I'm surprised it hasn't come before. I, I mean, if you look at Doc Rivers just, Forget about his personality. Seems like a fine person. But if you look at his record, he, he's a mediocre coach at best, and, and his duties as GM is even worse. Point well taken. In the NBA, he's the only coach in NBA history that have, has lost multiple playoff series after being up in a series 3-1. to one. What? <laughs> <laughs> what a... Idiot. The most recent being against Houston a couple of years ago. He really uh, hasn't set the world on fire. Trying to wear double hats in this league is really almost impossible. I mean, the only guy that, that really can do it is Greg Popovich from San Antonio. My man! Van Gundy is trying to do it now in, in Detroit. He's struggling. I don't think that Doc has really distinguished himself in any way that, that he deserves to do both jobs. GM, I mean, traded a first-round choice to get his son Austin Rivers. I don't think a lot of people were happy about that. There's all those rumors that Chris Paul and him didn't get along. No one ever specifically denied it. Those are two headstrong personalities. I think Jerry West, now his name was not mentioned in any of this. Lawrence Frank is a new GM. What kind of shit is that? But I believe Jerry West had a lot to do with it. I think anyone would be pulling themselves to say that this wasn't a call directly from Jerry West. Believe that. Is Lawrence Frank the right guy uh, to put in place for this? What, what are they calling this? Uh, Executive Vice President of Basketball Operations. What the fuck? So I think we're seeing what Jerry West type of influence he wants to have. And I think what he's proven in his, in his career in, in this type of position, helping teams from the top, is that he's not afraid to make decisions and to move and to act on, on what he thinks is right. And I think for a team like the Clippers and for a fan base that they've somewhat developed over the last few years, I think you should be excited to see that and kind of a fresh start. And, and looking at Doc Rivers' record, I mean, you can look at it from the, the glass half full and say, hey, look, the, the four full seasons he's been with the Los Angeles Clippers, he's won over 50 games in each of those four years. Boy, what's up? 
I think the one impressive mark you could say when the Clippers looked like they were on the rise was when they beat San Antonio in the first round a few years back in the playoffs, took them to seven games when San Antonio was coming off the championship victory over the Heat the previous year. And it looked like, wow, this guy, Blake Griffin, and, and Chris Paul playing in his prime, what can they do together? But for some reason, uh, they just never made it happen after that. And going up 3-1 to one on the Rockets and, and losing that lead, and things just kind of unraveled and, and fell apart at that point. That's a shame. Lawrence Frank will be Jerry West's puppet. Whoa. He's going to be the puppet in the front office making those moves. Jerry West will be the one pulling those strings and dangling Lawrence Frank on a string for all the moves you're going to see here in the next couple of years in Los Angeles. Hey, hey, be careful with that. That's the most powerful Trank gun on the market. Huh, got her in Mexico. Cool. Yeah, it is cool. They say it could puncture the skin of a rhino from a... Ow! Oh! Michael Jordan came out and said that, quote-unquote, five is greater than three, obviously referring to the fact that Kobe is a better player than LeBron James. Let the GOAT say what the GOAT wants to say, right? I mean, that's Michael Jordan has earned that right. And if he wants to count championships as his metric of ranking players, that's all good in my book. I personally think Kobe Bryant, pound for pound, as a basketball player, not just as an athlete, is better than, was better than LeBron James. Let's put it both ways. You're crazy! And if anyone wants to disagree about that and call into the show, let's go mano y mano because I'm ready to go with that argument. Well, you can have that argument, but I, I'm not going to go the five versus two. Uh, is that correct? No! Five is greater than three because remember he's got the one. Five, five versus now. three because let's be honest now. Kobe won five titles. And he had Shaq with him for three of them and Pau Gasol for two. I personally, and I, I don't think he would have won any of them. God damn! Without okay, having that said, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop you there. It, well, I'm going to stop you there, sir, father, because every person who's ever won a championship in NBA history, and you know this, has to have someone else. 50 strippers on his payroll this man has. Jordan did it with Pippen. Shaq did it with Kobe. Kobe did it with Shaq. LeBron did it with Kyrie. LeBron did it with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. Now Kevin Durant's doing it with the entire Golden State Warriors of the super team they already had. Everyone needed somebody. Two yeah, NBA they... Finals MVPs to his name, and Gasol, at the end of the day, doesn't have any Finals MVP to his name. So give me the Shaq argument, but the two with Gasol, get out of here with that because Kobe earned those on his own. Great cash, homie. That last title they won, that, the MVP award, that could have gone to Gasol. A lot of people have said that. I asked my mother for chocolate breast milk. LeBron, uh, he, what has he been, the seven straight NBA Finals? Word. Yeah, he had, uh, you know, those boys down in Miami. LeBron's career is not over yet. We know all how bad Cleveland was when Kyrie, the three years Kyrie was there before LeBron got there, and now he's taking the three straight title NBA Finals. I like Kobe better as a player, as a person. I think he was more straightforward. Is he better than LeBron? Uh, that, that's, that's a toss-up. What about Upchuck Kamalu? I'm surprised MJ, you know, usually he's very quiet, but lately he's been talking, you know, he came out with that statement, well, I can beat LeVar Ball. We're talking about Big Baller Brand. And whoever else he wants on, on one leg. That's a surprise move in itself that MJ is, is talking recently, because usually he never gets involved uh, in any of this type of conversation. I, I guess when you're so far above the rest of the crowd, you, you, you don't need to. You let them scream. <laughs> I'll call the Kobe-LeBron thing just about even right now. Let's see what... LeBron does with it the rest of his career. Alrighty. You're an old school guy. I, I like to think that I'm an old school guy when it comes to hoops. You're Mount Rushmore, right? What's what's your NBA Mount Rushmore? Who are your top four guys? 
who is your George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Teddy Roosevelt, and Abe Lincoln of the NBA? And to me, Kobe's in there. He's in my top four of all time. Say what you want. Hate all you want. I'm going off what I saw for almost 20-plus years, and which was greatness on the court. And, yeah, I know the last couple of years were a little rough with nobody around him, but, hey, I think everyone's gone through those years in their career. Kobe is GOAT next to Jordan. Jordan is ultimate GOAT, and that's how I'm going to leave this. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to go fill my freezer with my own blood. You got Michael, you got the big O, you got Wilt, and you got Kareem. That's good enough for me. <laughs> I still say Wilt's the best center who ever played in the NBA. He's grossly underrated by today's generation. They, they, I hear comments like he never played against big guys. I mean, come on, he played against Russell in those days. He played against an opponent about, I don't know, what it was, 16, 18 games a year. There were only nine teams in the NBA when he first came in. The numbers he put up will never, never be touched, averaging 50 points and 25 rebounds one season. Remember me? And then the next year, very similar to that, was 40-something points. Come on. My man! But anyway, I'll go with the big O. Maybe the greatest guard of all time, Wilt, MJ, and Kareem. That's my big four. You want to throw Elgin Baylor in there? And that was another era, another – they played basketball different style in those days. I can't put Kobe ahead of Magic as far as basketball player. I mean, Magic made everybody better. Did Kobe make everybody better? I'm not so sure about that. See, I just out-crazied him. You have to out-crazy people. It's, let's say Kobe wasn't on those five championship teams or rosters, they wouldn't have won without him. It's a team sport, and Kobe was one of the most, one of the nastiest defenders in the NBA for a long time. And that was a known thing that he took that personally to make that all NBA first team defense. So I'm going to go off what I've seen. I've seen Michael. I've seen Kobe. I've seen Shaq. And as a fourth player, pound for pound, one of the best players I've ever seen in my life in any sport is Allen Iverson. Track masters. Yo, check them out. It's the new A5s. You gotta rock them. They even put a zone in the league to try to stop them. He's the answer and the problem. You don't want it with the way that boy go to the hole and take punishment. The young boss of the cross for four quarters. And from three-point land, he's all water. Matter of fact, call him the king. The way he breaks down the defense. It's like he got the ball in the string. And he will blow by you fast. Penetrate and dish it off or let it go high off the glass. Uh. As we seal it up and really wrap up this NBA talk, help me about uh, your beef with the NBA. A little bit of Jimmer mania. Teach me how to Jimmer. Teach me. Teach me how to Jimmer. Teach me how to Jimmer. Teach me. Teach me how to Jimmer. Everybody Jimmer. Everybody Jimmer. Everybody Jimmer. You ain't messing with the Jimmer. Jimmer Fredette, the great Jimmer. Jimmer mania signed a two-year contract with the Shanghai Sharks. He has become an international rock star, which probably makes it harder. For him to land a job in the NBA, just like Tim Tebow was so popular. I'm just excited to be here. He frightened teams away in the NFL. But Jimmer averaged 37.4 points per game, 8 rebounds, 4.3 assists. He had a high game of 73 points. You ain't messing with the Jimmer. Shanghai was averaging about 1,000 fans per game. Now they sell out over 5,000. He's a rock star over there, in fact. The Chinese fans, who are rabid fans. China have named him the Lonely God. Now, how did he get that name? How do you translate that from in Chinese? Because they say his basketball skills, he's godlike, and no one can be nearly as good as him, so that's why they call him the Lonely God. Hey, it's, uh, it's Tiger. And, and, and it's unfortunate because he's never going to get a shot in the NBA. He's been labeled 
a guy that, that can't play defense. He may be in the Chinese Basketball Association for the rest of his life. So what what do you want to be? You want to come to the, you want to play in the NBA and, and be a bench warmer and play 10, 15 minutes? Or do you want to become a legend in China? Wait a minute, I ain't coming over there. You know, what would most people want to do? Be a legend or, or just be some bench warmer that might hit a three someday? Oh. Isn't this like the dream scenario of all scenarios for Jimmer Fredette? Everybody Jimmer. It was obvious that he was never going to recreate the hype that he had in college in the NBA. Like you said, the Tebow effect. All right, I'm excited. Like so big in college that you had to be drafted high in the NFL, even if the fit might not have been there, whether it was from the passing technique standpoint or whether it's Jimmer from the defensive, uh, you know, competitiveness standpoint, right? Can he even guard somebody? I mean, he's only yeah, 20 well. years. He's only 28 years old and. At six foot two, you know, you think that somebody could at least become smart enough where Jason Kidd was, you know, had molasses in his shoes the last couple of years he played, and he was still able to hold his own on both ends of the floor. Yeah, well, you know, there's, there's that old belief, white guys can't jump, white guys are too slow. I mean, they even made a movie about that. Jimmer, unfortunately, looks like that label has been pasted on him, and it's unfortunate because in the NBA, everybody needs shooters. God, the Golden State Warriors certainly proved that. But there's other guys in the league that can't play defense that are good shooters uh, that are there. Uh, the number one reason, I believe, it's because the fans love him. Teach me, teach me how to jimmer. And he gets out on the court and everybody wants to see him. They cheer for him. And uh, coaches don't like that when you cheer for a bench warmer. That's part of the reason that Tim Tebow is not playing. And if you want to get into the Kaepernick thing, that's one of multiple reasons that right now he doesn't have a team. It's that the distraction, the big D. This player is going to be a distraction. If you're going to be a backup, you got to be quiet. I mean, uh, unfortunately. I mean, how silly is that? That's, that's just the way it is. Here, here's a question I have. If LeVar Ball was Jimmer Fredette's father, how would he be doing? I, I, I wonder that. And we talking about shoes. I don't want to talk about all that. Family Feud Sports, Colin Kaepernick, the guy still has talent as an NFL player, as an athlete, but he's not doing himself any favors by the consistent antics that seem to pop up around him. Let's forget about the knees. Look, I mean, you can knees, you can stand up, you can do a cartwheel Hell no. during the national anthem. I don't care, right? That's not the point. The point is, are you letting your potential employers know that you're serious about working again? Point well taken. The job he's going for pays pretty damn well. Great cash, homie. And if I was him, I would not be happy at all with my girlfriend who recently targeted Ray Lewis and Steve Bashotti, Raven's owner, on Twitter. You're making me look bad, man. This is how I've always felt about sports, and you and I have gone back a lot back and forth, and I'm, I'm one person that tries not to get caught up in controversy off the field. It's clear and apparent that NFL owners, even if they were neutral on the whole kneeling aspect, even if they were neutral and didn't care about the Cuban Fidel Castro incident that you mentioned earlier in the show, and I think you look at so many repeated examples, 
even if I agreed with everything that, I, that he was doing, the fact that he's doing it and continuing to cause that stir in the media and that and that's not attention but distraction, specifically you're bringing slavery into it, which is something that I don't even think should be talked about on, on sports shows and, and podcasts because we're talking about sports and we're talking about a game. Look at you. You contribute nothing to society. There's a statue of Ray Lewis, by the way, outside the stadium in Baltimore. But trying to depict him as an Uncle Tom is ridiculous in so many ways, especially if you know the history and some of the problems he's had. But he actually, when they were having all those problems in Baltimore, he went down into the city and talked to the kids to get them to think more clear and trying to help. That was a courageous act, no matter what you think of Ray Lewis. So for Kaepernick's girlfriend to depict Ray Lewis as an Uncle Tom is ridiculous. I just never cared about this kind of stuff until it became so much a distraction where it's like I'm looking at my friends and my colleagues. I'm like, I want to talk football. Omaha! I want to talk odds. I want to talk who's going to be in the playoffs, who's going to be the upcoming fantasy sleepers. But yet we're talking about Django Unchained and Colin Kaepernick's girlfriend. Basically talking about an unemployed dude when we're having a conversation about the company that he can't even get a job for. And the fact that people are spending so much time on this topic alone, I think is absolutely ridiculous. I'm Cuban B. Yes, Cuban B. Once he gets the job, then let's bring up Colin Kaepernick again. Other than that, you can save that petty drama and petty politics talk to the side because I'm ready to talk some real pigskin. Who is your daddy and what does he do? To some people, he's not even a person anymore. He's a movement. I would just like to see him go on the air one time and talk to somebody about how he feels about everything, why he wore the Fidel Castro shirt. Just just talk. Give us some facts. But he doesn't do that. So instead he has people like his girlfriend putting up these antics. She's probably trying to get people to listen to her show. Yeah, hell on, Felicia. Uh, that's all I got to say about him. Right. I'm, I'm sure she gained quite a few followers from that. And I'm, I'm sure she was uh, glad she gained some followers from that. Great cash, homie. If you got any thoughts, sports world, podcast world, listening in, definitely feel free to call in and uh, give us your thoughts on the Colin Kaepernick situation and just really on the upcoming NFL season. Well, well, don't forget college football starts August 26th. If you really can't wait, if you're jonesing about football. Omaha! And on September 2nd, you have an incredible array of big-time college football games headed by Florida State versus Alabama. And on, on September 2nd, it's just unbelievable the games that are on going to be on TV that day. We got NFL coming up. We got college football coming up. We got Connor McGregor, Floyd Mayweather coming up. What the fuck? We got so much to talk about, so little time, but we're going to have it action jam-packed. Tons of drops for you each and every week for Family Feud Sports. I'm your not-so-humble host, Chris Dell. Next to me, Alan Dell. Any shout-outs or anything you're looking forward to for next week? No, I'm just gearing up for the football season. And I hope something happens with Kyrie Irving. Cleveland! Kyrie and uh, LeBron may have to learn how to coexist. It looks like the family feud might be happening in Cleveland next season. Well, thanks again for listening in. We appreciate every listener. We appreciate your ear, whether it's for one second, a minute, or for the entire show. Family Feud Sports, we're two lifelong sports journalists, also father and son, intensely debate the week's hottest sports news. I'm Chris Dell for Alan Dell, signing out. All you need is a pair of these, nothing else. Your hesitation is stopping Papa, be something else. Track 
masters and J to the bar. I keep an extra pair in my car. In case y'all wanna take it to the park. High percentage, I'ma make it from the arc. Take it from the heart. <laughs> this is Kiss talking to you. The A5 limited edition. Reebok bought them to you. Uh, even on the court, we stay fly. Jada and AI. Make sure you go get the A5s. Even on the court, we stay fly. Jada and AI. Make sure you go get the A5s. Uh -huh. What the hell wrong with you? Man, nobody give a damn about no Phantom of the Opera. What the fuck?